Welcome back to Thinking About It. I'm here with Dr. Dave Barker. And uh, Dave, last night, everyone was glued to their TVs. This is the 24th of um, February. And last night, we were watching the news. And what we all anticipated occurred that Russia has, in fact, invaded the Ukraine. And so people know, how do we pray about this? What's the Christian response to this? Who are the players? Um, we had a prayer meeting this morning, and some of us were praying uh, for all-out war in, in defense of the victim here who is being oppressed. And we clearly didn't quite know how to pray. We ended up praying, God, your will be done kind of thing. But maybe if we could think about it a little bit more right now, uh, we could understand better how to pray biblically in a context like this. So uh, you've had a little bit of time to think about it. Uh, you're in touch with some missionaries who are dealing with this right now. So let us in on that. What's happening uh, yeah, with them? Um, so I think many of us know uh, Dave and Martina um, Brubaker, um, and they are missionaries with Send International, um, and they have spent most of their time in Russia uh, working with the Russian church there. Um, but more recently, they have been reassigned to Ukraine. So I'm sure they're in a very interesting uh, situation, even personally. They would obviously have friends in Russia, but then, of course, uh, in Ukraine. And uh, so and, and this is not confidential. As far as I know, they're sending out these uh, missives. They call it snapshots. And... Um, and they've uh, basically reached out and asked for us to pray for them and give them wisdom and this kind of thing. But um, I think it illustrates for us uh, the tension that we feel as the church. I think we would say we would be opposed to this aggressive action on the part of Russia and Mr. Putin. Um, and we would outright... Uh, decry that um, but then we recognize that we have brothers and sisters on both sides of the border and probably holding different opinions we probably got brothers and sisters in Russia who think that this is a good move and of course we've got brothers and sisters in Ukraine who who wouldn't appreciate this and so we find ourselves in a very interesting tension don't we um, in terms of how do we respond as a church I can't imagine we have brothers and sisters who have access to the facts who would support this. I can't understand the rationales like brothers and sisters in Nazi Germany who would somehow rationalize what, what Hitler did when he invaded Poland. I, maybe that's the case, but I, I just can't imagine that, that those two options would be there. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, we all wave our flags, right? And, uh, and I can imagine that there are brothers and sisters who are very nationalistic Russians. And um, Okay, would, I guess I, I would need to hear that line of thought. But so, so how do we pray about this? What, you know, and it's interesting. I, and uh, Dave um, sent out uh, a missive this morning because uh, we're all concerned about him. I, mm -hmm. Dave and Martina were both my students years ago. Um, many of us know his uh, mom and dad, you know, Marvin Kay, uh, Brubaker. And um, mm. 
And so, yeah, it's a concern, and and uh, I'm and I know I'm sure Send International is very on top of this. But uh, he sent this this morning, and, and I thought it was really good. And he's kind of updating himself. He says, uh, "We continue to ask for your prayers, yes, for us as we make this trip further west into Poland, and they are moving to Poland uh, for safety purposes." But then he writes, and I think this is really well said. But we also ask you to continue to pray for Ukraine. We will continue to pray for peace and that in the midst of what happens to be an increasing tragedy, that the gospel will further spread across the land. May God's name be great among the peoples of both Ukraine and Russia. I really appreciate that line. May they turn to him for their hope during a time of great uncertainty. Does that mean we don't take sides? I, I, I'm suspicious that David is taking sides. I'm suspicious that just he's in Ukraine. He recognizes that they're being invaded. Mm-hmm. I think he would outright say this is, this is aggressive bully action on the part of a superpower and taking on a state that, you know, will do everything they can to resist. But we all know that uh, Ukraine doesn't have the resources to with... Uh, what is there? 150,000 troops and yeah. tanks and planes. They don't have a chance. Uh, so is this, I heard somebody yesterday say, well, how long will this last? And basically it's how long the resistance will happen. But it's it's not going to they, – they can't win. All right. So how, how do right-thinking, democratic, uh, Western countries – uh, respond to this would you would you say that this is a, a case for a just war and that we would go to war with russia to defend ukraine i can't believe those words just came out of my mouth <laughs> but how are we to think about that yeah um i think probably this comes as close to a just war as we could uh come to it's it's a unprovoked as uh, far as we can tell, mm-hmm. an unprovoked invasion of a superpower invading for empire purposes. Okay, so, but they're not part of NATO. We don't have an agreement right. with them. And so, well, we feel bad for you. Maybe we'll do some economic block uh, sanctioning. But that's that's what you get. Is that enough? Well, we are sending troops. But again, that's minuscule compared to what needs to be I think done. we're sending troops to... NATO countries for, I mean, I think they're in Poland now. The, yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if Canada has sent much. We've sent money yeah. and supplies and maybe some intel, but. Yeah, I, 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 we're thinking about it. And uh, I'm not quite sure how to answer some of these questions. I know as, as I was thinking about it this morning, um, the word imprecation came to mind because I've done a lot of work on the Psalms and the imprecations in mm-hmm. the Psalms. Mm-hmm. You know, where we call on God to curse the enemy. Um, and I, I, I'm very driven in the imprecational theology to ensure that we are pointing it towards institutions and movements, uh, not people personally. We're told to love our enemy. But I do believe that there's a place for the church to call on God to curse those who... Well, technically, curse the church um, mm-hmm. in the same way that they curse Israel, the Abrahamic covenant. But even so, what we're dealing with here is a destabilization of peace, destabilization, and putting warring factions even within the church. 
against each other. Okay, so do we pray against Russia? Do we pray an imprecatory prayer against Russia or that uh, they would be defeated, that Putin would have a heart attack? Uh, how, do, how do we pray um, for, the, for the victim and for justice? Yeah. Well, I would say, yes, we do pray that, that God, and of course, imprecatory prayers all ref, always refer to God. So we do pray that mm-hmm. God would invade in some supernatural way that we know that he can to stop this and by whatever means necessary to stop it. I don't think we pray for the death of Putin per se. We're told to love our enemy. But if in the prayer of imprecation to stop Russia from doing what they're doing, if it means that Putin goes down politically or maybe even personally and in, in death or something like that, then so be it. Uh, um, but, I, 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 but to pray this prayer and call on God to, to invade, to, to stop, to invoke his curse on this invading force mm-hmm. for the sake of peace, for the sake of the well-being of the world, for the sake of the well-being of the church— I think is a prayer that we can make. How about when Habakkuk responded to God's using the Babylonians, an unjust, you know, you're holier than that, I thought, to bring them into uh, Jerusalem. Uh, It was unjust, it was unfair, but God was intentionally doing that. Do you think that we can think that way about Ukraine, that maybe this is God doing something and we live with it and we, we hope and pray for the best, we seek the welfare of our city while we're there in exile, that kind of thing? Is there, I mean, I'm not inclined to think that way, but... No, I'm not either. No, I'm not either. Uh, Habakkuk is, the issue is God's people had gone astray. God's people had forsaken the covenant. God's people had abandoned their God. And so God was, in, was quote-unquote, punishing them uh, for their abandonment of the covenant that he had promised in Deuteronomy 28. If you mm-hmm. abandon my covenant, I am going to bring armies in to punish you. But this is, this is, Ukraine, is Ukraine is not God's people. Yeah. The church is God's mm-hmm. people. And, and, so, and, and then in Habakkuk, what, what's... Also important, you know, Habakkuk says, what are you going to do? God's people have gone astray. God says, I'm going to bring Babylon to punish them. And then Habakkuk says, how can you do that? They're a wicked people. And, They're you know, worse God than says, us. Right? Yeah, worse than us. And God says, oh, don't worry, I'll get them later. Um, I thought you were holier than that. But the point is, he says, I'll, I'll deal with Babylon later on mm-hmm. after they've done, their, done my bidding, as it were. Um, you know, and there's all kinds of interesting conflicting thoughts that emerge out of that too. But no, I don't see that as a parallel uh, to what's happening here. So is it an option for Western countries to say, it's just a little country in Eastern Europe. um, It's unfortunate, but it'll soon pass. Peace will be restored. Okay, you'll be back in the Soviet orbit or whatever. How bad can that be? Or are we, in doing that, uh, giving Putin a green light to invade the next country and then the next one, because uh, I think that's what Chamberlain thought uh, back in Second World War, that, okay, just just give Hitler one country, now no more. Um, can we think that way? 
absolutely. That's exactly what's you listen to. I was, you know, I had, I was uh, doing a little work in my workshop, and I had CBC Radio on, and that's what all the experts are saying. That's what they're all pontificating. That this is just a start to reclaim the empire. And he has Putin has empire ambitions to reclaim all the old Soviet Union as a unit. Um, and no, I don't think that this is the end. Okay, so for the sake of stability in Europe, that this needs to be a line in the sand. Oh, I think so for sure. Yeah. But at the same time, they're not part of NATO. How deeply do we get involved in this kind of thing? Um, those are huge questions. I mean, our government has got, Mr. Trudeau has got to be just, you know, um, got to have all kinds of questions in his mind and his cabinet and how to deal with all of this. And, uh, you know, it's either going to be not enough or it's going to be too much. And, uh, yeah, I... So for the uh, resistance in Ukraine, believers, uh, and we only got two minutes left, but are we imagining that um, Bible-believing, godly Christians who love their enemies can be involved in... Uh, covert activities, assassinations, resistance, that, that kind of thing. Is that, can, can we live with that kind of thing? Well, if we uh, think Dietrich Bonhoeffer uh, was on the right side, um, we can certainly follow his example. If, if we see him as a, a person that is worthy of emulation, uh, and of course he died just before the end of the war because of his, uh, a, a part mm-hmm. of his uh, or his participation in the assassination of, of Hitler. Oh, um, Dave, you know, we've often talked about these things in seminary in theory, right? And <laughs> now it's, it's real, and there are brothers and sisters who are going to be faced with those kinds of uh, questions where they're opposing the new government that is illegitimate, and uh, it's not theory anymore. Anyway, we need to be praying about this uh, for the peace in uh, Ukraine, whether that comes through strength or or whatever um, but God is up to something and we know that whatever God does he's got a will in the midst of it mm-hmm. and this may be the best season for the church in Ukraine who would have who would have thought who would have thought so anyway Dave uh, we're out of time let's uh, leave it there for now and we'll just pay attention to the news and keep praying until then I want to thank you for thinking about this with us Pray for Ukraine and for the Lord's work in Russia as well as Ukraine. Until then, I'm Bob McGregor, and I'm here with Dave Barker. Thanks for listening.